experiencing true life in Christ as we trust and grow in God's grace. My name is Sean Galloway, and welcome to Grace Conversations, where I get to talk about what it looks like to have all you will ever need in Jesus, no strings attached. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grace Conversations. My name is Sean Galloway. I cannot be more excited about this podcast finally being up and running. I believe it is going to be used in mighty ways for all of you who choose to listen. A little bit about me. I grew up southeast of Dallas in Crandall, Texas, under God-fearing parents, and found my way into the beautiful flat lands of West Texas where you get to watch your dog run away for two weeks through uh, baseball at Wayland Baptist University. I, uh, I really had a passion for baseball and was a, a childhood game that I grew up with, and thank goodness I got to experience what it was like to be on a college team and was pitching for them for a while. I didn't throw nearly as hard as the other guys, so I didn't get to see the mound near as much, but it was a beautiful experience and even led uh, me to meet my wife there, and she uh, was a basketball player, so I was naturally excited about seeing uh, that, but I met my wife in, in there in Wayland, and then afterward we had the opportunity to come over here to where we are today in Petersburg, Texas, where I am very privileged to be the pastor at First Baptist Church here in Petersburg. Now, one very important exclaimer that I would have right up front and center here is to everyone listening that may throw up a guard toward a particular denomination, I want you to hear this for me. I will say this in most plain ways that I can say is I am not segregated toward any denomination, and it should not be any reason not to listen to this podcast because I pastor at a Baptist church. But what I am is a slave to Christ and want to do whatever He asks under any name, on any side of any building. I do not care. It is all about following what He has us to do no matter what. In this very first episode... I see it very fitting to go ahead and lay down a foundation for this podcast in the first three things that I hear is what I want you to listen to. Number one, my priority is to tell the truth of the gospel so that those who listen may be set free from the world, from sin, and legalistic point of views that hurt so many people out there. If you've been out here listening or if you're uh, somebody that hasn't gone to church in a long time or whatever, you've been hurt by the church, I understand how you feel. I understand how damaging that can be, but I hope that maybe this podcast would encourage you in the fact that church people are also people. The world will always let you down. Sin will always leave you miserable, but thank goodness for God's grace. Instead, I hope you find that after listening that you can live to the fullest that God would have for you plainly out of the sufficiency of Christ, and you don't need anything else. My hope is that everyone who chooses to hit play on one of these episodes finds themselves growing in their understanding of the truth by believing and being available for the Holy Spirit to reveal whatever He wants in your life. Number two is this, that very this podcast is very much an experiment. I am a rocking 23 years old with a lot of learning to do, and uh, a couple of volunteers here at the church are helping me get this uh, speaker up and running and the clarity and sound and editing and all of that stuff because my voice in and of itself just isn't all that beautiful. So please be patient as we continue to grow as well as make some changes and improvements in the weeks and months ahead. And finally, number three, Before we dive into our first topic, my goal 
is that after listening to these short 20-minute-ish long segments, that you would go about your day celebrating what Christ has done for you and what He is doing right now in you to impact the world around you. We serve a good, good Father that has all things worked out for those who love Him and are called to His purposes. So let's dive into our first lesson today. The first thing we have to understand listening to something called Grace Conversations is what in the world do we mean by grace. That's a very churchy word. It's thrown around left and right on Sunday mornings, or maybe people use it in the outside world as well and don't really know what exactly it means. Well, let me tell you this is the definition of grace. If you have a, a pen, paper, notes app, whatever, if you need to remember, this is what you need to get out of this, is grace is a gift given to someone that has done nothing to deserve it. Let me say that again. Grace is a gift given to someone that has done nothing to deserve it. My good friend and Sunday school teacher here in Petersburg uses grace as an acronym and teaches that grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. The G for God's, the R for riches, the A for at, the Christ's for C, and E expenses, God's riches at Christ's expense. And that's exactly what it is, is God has literally given of himself. The Son of God took on flesh, came down from his authority in heaven to meet us where we were at, and it was all at his expense and not at our doing and our good works. An example of this is back whenever I was at high school, my sophomore year came around, I turned 16 and was so excited to finally get to drive myself instead of driving around with mom and dad. And being an only child, there's no one really as an option whenever mom and dad are both at work. And they surprised me with a with an awesome new pickup truck and pulled up one day after school, after, after uh, coming home from daycare. And sure enough, there was a beautiful pickup there for me. And there was nothing that I could do to deserve it. All I could say was, wow, and thank you to that free gift that I had nothing to do to get. In the same way, the word grace in God's word is expressed in the very same fashion as we look at what the Apostle Paul says to the church in Ephesus. The word grace was so important to Paul that in the first seven verses of his letter to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians is used three times in the first seven verses. And then it's used another three times in the first ten verses of the second chapter. Whenever we hear an apostle of Jesus Christ having to use that word grace six times in the first ten chapters of his letter to the church in Ephesus, I think we should pay attention to it, and I think it means business. If you read the the first chapter of Ephesians, one of the main focuses is the fact that mankind has absolutely no hope, no way, no truth, and are in fact doomed without grace. So up until we get to what we're going to read this morning or this evening or whenever you decide to hit play, up until this point of we're going to dive into chapter 2, but in up until this point we have Paul and his stance on the truth is that everyone knowing Christ at one point beforehand was triumphed by the flesh and under condemnation justifiably by God and his perfect wrath for sinning against him. So if you'll dive in with me, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and it says, "But God, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions." Remember up until this point Paul is saying, "You have nothing without grace, but because of his great love for us." I love that that butt is put in there. Something funny I like to preach is, how big is your butt? Well, 
in one instance, this is one of the big buts, is because even though we have nothing because of God's grace, we do have something. Verse 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us in Christ. This is the gospel made personal by God's grace. And here's what I mean for that. Even atheists and agnostics and Hindu and and anybody that is on the face of the earth can look at a history book and say that a man named Jesus died on the cross. That doesn't do anything for you. All that is is random knowledge. But whenever the gospel is made personal to you by the free gift of grace, it looks like this. It looks like Jesus died on the cross on Calvary for your sins, for my sins, for everything that made me fall short of God's perfection and His glory, and I need His free gift of grace in order to live. And now that he is dead in the grave, I died with him. I was crucified with Christ is the way Paul puts it in Galatians 2.20. And also, I have been raised and seated because it says in verse 6, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, which means that Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, he didn't stay in the grave, and he didn't want us to stay in the grave either. So we get to raise up with him. And then we get to the infamous verse 8 here, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Here's what I want you to understand here as you're listening to this very first podcast, and that is the fact that me and you and everybody on the face of the earth has no hope with anything without God's grace. Does that make any sense here? I hope it does for you because without God's grace, we do not have any direction. We are abandoned in the idea that we have nobody, we have no one to be able to show us what the true direction of life is unless God is the one that comes down from His authority and shows us what it's all about in the first place. And that, I think, is the whole point of why this podcast is being created and why that so many people may be so scared in their understanding of, well, what if I, what if I haven't done enough? What if I haven't prayed enough? What if I haven't gone to church enough? Maybe, maybe I've been hurt by the church, or maybe I haven't been so nice to my spouse, or maybe I haven't parented all that well. There's so many shortcomings in our lives, and that's 100% understandable, and I understand that that may be something that gets you down, but I want you to remember something. If you are being accused, if you are not having those thoughts of everything is done and complete in Jesus and you are a new creation if you believe in Jesus, and if you're hearing more of something like, you're not enough, you're not good enough, you will never have enough good on your end in order to see God's goodness, I want you to know that the enemy like a roaring lion is trying to throw you for a loop because that is what he will do and he will constantly pursue you with accusations. That's why he is the accuser. And he does not want you resting and enjoying the beauty and the sufficiency of God's grace. He wants you to react out of neediness, 
of fear, not righteous fear like God offers. God, God says that the righteous fear of Him is great, and that is the respect and awe of the God Almighty that makes me throw down to my knees and go, God of the universe, thank you for being my God and for loving me with your righteous right hand and protecting me. But instead, what Satan wants you to do is he wants you to throw down on the floor thinking that you are never going to get back up. And that is not true because of his grace. And his grace has saved you by putting your faith in him because you cannot lean on yourself. Your good works are not going to get you into heaven only by what Jesus has done on the cross. That's so nobody can boast because you and me and every believer in Jesus Christ is God's handiwork. My goodness, that is the truth of this episode today, is that by grace, you are literally made new and are made His handiwork. Whenever God creates something, He does a good job. And whenever He says, out of His mercy and grace, that you and me and every believer are His handiwork, then all I can do, just like whenever I got that pickup truck, is just say, wow, and thank you for what you have done for me. There's no way I could do it for myself. The last scripture that I want to hit as we wrap up this very first and exciting episode with more to come is this, is 2 Corinthians 5.21. This is what I call the gospel in a nutshell. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I want you to hone in on this as we wrap this up is that God made Jesus the one that knew no sin, had never experienced what it's like to say no to God. All of us have taken that fist and we've shuck it up to the, to the ceiling or to the sky and said, I'm going to do it my way. And we've all shared in the idea that it does not go well. Jesus never did that, but he became sin. He was sin on the cross, taking it all on so that we would be saved and so that we might become the righteousness of God. That righteousness means right with God. Me and you and every person that is listening right now to this episode, I want you to know this. If you do not know Jesus today or if you have never taken the conscious decision to believe in Him, I'd hope that right now you'd think, man, I have tried it my way and it hasn't worked. I have done everything that I could to stand on my own two feet and I cannot get anywhere. But remember that big but statement back in the first bit of Ephesians that we read. But because of God's great love for us, who is rich in mercy, you can be made alive today with Christ. Even though you were dead in your transgression, transgressions just moments ago, dead against the God of the universe, you can be made alive by His grace. If you would just call upon the name of the Lord and you would say that, Jesus, I want you instead. I want you to be the Lord and the leader of my life because I can't stand on my own. I need your grace. And if you're here and you have been a Christian for a while, you've placed your faith in the Lord Jesus, I want you to know something very special. It's not about what you do. It's not about how great your performance was. It's not about how good you are as being a good Christian person or maybe how many things you serve on at church. It is about living every moment of every day out of the sufficiency that whenever Jesus cried out on Calvary, whenever He became, whenever God made Him sin, 
even though he knew no sin for us, that he did a good job taking away your sins totally, and you can live every moment of every day thanking him because of the good work that he has done in you, because you have now become the righteousness of God by placing your faith in him. You guys have a great week. We'll see you back next week with an episode two, talking more about what it's like to be sufficient in God's grace. Thank you for listening. And remember, God's grace was good enough yesterday, is bigger than today, and it's not going anywhere. Go love others like you were loved by the King, and we'll talk more about it next week.